You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Welcome back to the Innately Intuitive series on Consciously Crude Podcast. Today we are working with part three, which is exploring and working with the earth elements. And uh, if you've been following this series, part one was helping you to just get curious and playful about how to tap into your intuition. Part two was a bit more specific where Jazz and I talked about the clear senses and how people specifically tap into that intuition, those gifts and abilities. And today, part three, we're thinking, let's talk about some tools to help assist you in raising that vibration. So let's get started, Jazz. Okay. So we're going to talk about crystals and plants mostly today, but let's start mostly with the conversation around crystals because that one is near and dear to my heart and something that I've been working with for some time. And who doesn't love crystals, right? (laughs) There's always somebody out there who's, even if they're not into it, they're so intrigued about what a crystal can do for them. Yeah, totally. So I like to compare crystals to supplements. When I was working as a personal trainer, you know, a client would come to me and the first thing that we would do would not be to figure out what supplements they need right? It's to get them moving, get them hydrated, get them sleeping well, stress down, nutrition, uh, somewhat reasonable. And then at that point, can we add in the supplements to help elevate the the already expanded experience, right? Right, right. And so crystals are the same thing where it's not like we're going to go throw a rose quartz in our bra and we're going to be all self-loving, right? (laughs) We need to be intentional with the work that we're doing. And once we are intentional with the work that we're doing, we can add crystals and plants to help not only raise our vibration, but to give us a template of the vibration that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Totally. And it's like, you know, we were, we've kind of talked about this, how there's no like one magic pill, right? There's no one thing that you just, it's like only do this. Um, you know, unless of course it's meditation, in which case, like, why the fuck aren't you meditating? We've talked about this. Um, you know, but like if you meditate once, like that's not, that's not being consistent in that practice. So everything comes down to that consistent practice and that consistent evolution. And it sounds like crystals is like a great, a great addition to that practice. Right. And it's the same thing with like people that you see going to the gym, right? You see people that are always trying to do like the next fad workout and having a yoga diet experience and kind of in and out and not, and just kind of choosing the next best thing. And that's what you want to avoid with like crystals, right? You're not just going to grab one and think it's going to save your day. Mm -hmm. The difference is the person who understands that there is no magic pill. I think the big difference is embodiment, Mm -hmm. right? When we are embodied in our movement and we are embodied while we're connecting with the food that we're eating, when we're embodied, when we're doing our practice and connecting with crystals, it's a much more effective uh, connection and interaction than if you're just going by through your day in this like robot mind space, if you will, you know? I absolutely agree. Could not agree more. Um, I think about the times when I was that like, 
hamster on the wheel, just mm-hmm. like, you know, going to the gym. It was like five days a week and going to hit classes and doing all these things. And truly, mm-hmm. like, as I look back now, I, I don't really, well, I, it's not that even that I didn't see a big difference in my body. It's rather I couldn't even appreciate it. Right. You know, and, and now it's like I do so much less and see so much bigger of a difference because I prioritize my sleep and because mm-hmm. I, you know, do emotional work and because mm-hmm. like my nutrition is much different. So I think that, um, yeah, the, that embodiment is so massive. And, um, you know, how can you maybe share with, with our listeners, like how do you embody working with crystals? Mm, well, you know, I... I don't like that question because I think <laughs> I, I have to be embodied in order to benefit from working with crystals. So it's not like, oh. how do I get embodied to work with the crystals? It's like, how can I already be embodied within my own self and add the crystals into the mix? Okay. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, no, I like that. And I like, I like, I love your, um, I love that you were like, I don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love working with you. Yeah. Um, that direct. So- yeah. <laughs> uh, so for the, the person who, you know, is still very much in their monkey mind and is aware of this, because I think a lot of our audience is at the point where they're so curious about this stuff, but they're still might be in their head a lot of the time and operating from old paradigms and old patterning. And once you have the awareness of that, that's beautiful. But understand that in the introduction of crystals into your practice. It's not like you're going to be able to channel from them and and connect with them right away, right? This is a very yin, a very uh, divine feminine, a very quantum space uh, tool that we're using. And it's going to be, it's sensitive, right? And and I talk a lot about sensitivity and it's, it's these very subtle energies that you're tapping into that take a lot of, of clarity within your own being. Totally. And when you can, can remain embodied, I think that makes space for that clarity. I totally agree with you. And I think that embodiment, it's something that, um, similarly is a practice because I even think back to my own experience with embodiment, like my own embodiment used to be something as simple as like, can I feel my feet on the floor? Like the mindfulness practice of like, can I feel my, um, what well, it actually happened when I, the, my first true embodiment practice was doing something called yoga tune up. Yep. Have you, yeah. So yoga tune up, uh, for those that don't, that don't know, it's a, a form of like yoga that is, um, depending on the teacher, really intense or, um, therapy ball focus. So you're rolling on therapy ball. And it was like my first time putting all my focus into this one place on my body. And it's not like that sensation never existed before that moment. It's that I was just not aware of it. I was not embodied. I was not in my body. I was in my head. I was in the clouds. I was not here. Mm-hmm. I was in the future. And so by taking that, that, you know, taking yourself out of that anxious place and being embodied, suddenly I could recognize, like, as you said, those subtle energies. Right, right. And it's the subtle energies. It's, it's, we think that we're like, we, we're expecting like, you know, that train to come through and like, boom, like a ton of bricks, like this big, massive shift. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> subtle energy. So subtle. I'm so happy that you brought the, the yoga tune-up analogy up. Yeah. Because again, going back to the personal training, Jasmine, I used yoga tune-up balls with my clients a lot. 
and it was fascinating. The ones that were that I would categorize more in the monkey mind. Mm-hmm. Whenever I put them on a ball, they would get into an in-depth conversation with me. Mm-hmm. They would be very distracted. They would do everything they could not to fully relax onto the fucking ball. <laughs> it was just so interesting for me to watch this. And I had, I had clients that would fight with me. Like, oh, no, I, ugh. Like, they would fight with me about having to do mobility and ball work because they couldn't be present mm-hmm. that much in mm-hmm. their own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm even reflecting back to my personal training days. I can think of someone off the top of my head right now. It's like, it's the, the body is so connected. I mean, we talked about this too, like the body and the mind are so connected. So, um, there, there is no difference. They're the same thing. It's, there's no separation. So when you can, as you said, really allow yourself to become embodied and that practice is a practice, you know, as you, as you practice becoming embodied and it becomes something that you put intention into, um, the subtle energies of crystals and plants become heightened yes. um, and you can start to really start to work with them. So uh, perhaps you can share jazz um, if you're ready for me to start asking questions. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. So for the person who says they've, they've never owned a crystal or never would own a crystal, what would you say to that person? I would tell them that they already do own a crystal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap. Yeah. So, What a lot of people don't recognize is that all of our medical equipment and our technology devices, so our smartphones, uh, at the core of it is a quartz crystal. Crystals are the most powerful entity on earth to transmute, transfer, and transform energy. So at at the very center of all our computer technology exists a crystal. So that smartphone you're carrying around with you, there is a crystal in there. Interesting. Interesting. Does it matter where that crystal is sourced from? Like for the techno, like the technology to operate correctly? I'm I'm thinking of like, I think about like, uh, well, if we're like, literally what's coming to mind is like blood diamonds, right? It's like you, you know, or like this, this, this crystal or this energy that you're um, intending to use for a certain purpose, but it's come through a really either traumatic or painful or dense energy would that affect your use of the crystal? What are your thoughts? I don't even know if I'm understanding what you're asking me. Like okay. how the crystal was made? Well, and you know, the crystal, if, assuming it's like a crystal of the earth, it's made from the earth, yes? Right. So yeah. I'm more saying like how it's sourced. So let's say you have like third world country, you know, you're, 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 um, you're, you're basically at this point, like uh, either blood diamonds or like I'm thinking of like when you, when you let's say go to purchase like a yoni wand or a yoni egg, like there's people that will say, do not source, do not buy it unless it's from this certain source because it would have been sourced by like basically, you know, modern day slaves. Um, and that right. you don't want that in your body because then you're putting something in your body to be like, I'm looking to unlock, right. you know, this energy. And there's like all this really like tra- traumatic energy within okay. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I I think that unfortunately in our day and age that exists in all industries, Mm. that there is a potential for that in, in all of our industries when it comes to like selling products. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, you have to be mindful of where you are getting your crystals from because Mm -hmm. if that's important to you. Right. Yeah. And 
I think the best thing, the way that I go about uh, that is I am very connected to the local shop owners that do purchase the crystals. And I have conversations about them, about that with them of where, where, where do they get their crystals from and where do those people get their crystals from? Mm -hmm. And some people it's not important to, and some people it is important to, and you find out very quickly in the conversation you have with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I so appreciate that too. I appreciate someone who's done their research. I thought, I thought you were asking me like for, in order for the smartphone to work, Oh, does, does it need to be sourced from Brazil or South Africa? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, like, I'm sure I don't, <laughs> like, I don't work at Apple. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking about the first time I ever went into a crystal shop and I remember it was actually quite, quite funny because I would just end up in a crystal shop. I'd be like, what's this store? And it, like, mm. it happened maybe like, four times in the same year where like I would just be taking a walk down, you know, like a little, little town or something. And I'd be like, Oh, let's go, let's go poke in here. And it was always this like high vibe crystal shop. And I'm like, as if I'm back in one of these shops, like, what is it that it's, it's trying to show me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we've kind of talked about this a little bit too, is like you go in and maybe you like really want like a pretty crystal and you're like, I really mm-hmm. want like a nice big pretty one, but you keep, you keep getting drawn to like this, like, <laughs> A really like plain rock. Like you're like, oh, I guess th- this, this one has hangar. something. Yeah, it has something to share with me. Some medicine in it. Um, what was your experience with cr- like buying crystals for the first time? Yeah, Ooh, that was a long time ago. I think like crystals have always been uh, around. Like my mom okay. had big chunks of crystals around, and so for me, what I connect with and what I what's coming to mind is going camping because she would bring us camping every year for a couple weeks at a time and I would spend hours at the beach or along some water line just digging through the dirt and looking at rocks and and ciphering through them and just hours doing that and connecting with them and I think Mm -hmm. that's my earliest memory of connecting with with crystals yeah uh we have some really cool areas around us in Ottawa that have some lines of crystals. You can find a lot of black tourmaline um, and green calcite over and blue calcite over in Chelsea and Wakefield area. No way. Uh, like you can go digging and find it yourself. Like Matthew Loom, she, she's given me some chunks that she has found. Wow. Okay, pyrite as well. Quartz and pyrite. We got to go on a date jazz. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if you're like curious of, how you should choose a crystal. Mm-hmm. This is a question that I get often. It's like, oh, what crystal should I work with? Or what crystal should I choose? Or how do I buy a crystal? The, the best thing to do is do what you were intuitively already doing, Amanda. Just wander into the crystal shop and allow a crystal to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So whether it catches your eye and it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, that's, that's awesome. Grab that crystal, but also the crystal that is like, Oh, that thing's ugly. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You talk about how like resistance is awareness, right? So yeah. if there's something that you're resisting in there, it's yeah. Like you said, definitely some medicine in there for you. Totally. I even think about um, the, the ways that I've been gifted crystals so mm-hmm. I had a friend, it was back when, you know, I was starting to really get into crystals and 
this friend of mine uh, got me a necklace uh, with adventuring on it. And she's like, oh, this is supposed to be really good for love. And I wore it. And within the first day I was at the gym, I did a, I was still wearing it, working out. What was I doing? But I, I went to do like a clean and I just snapped it right off my neck. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't want to be my friend right now. So I just have not gone, I've not gone in, back and purchased one. Cause I'm like, if it's not interested in being in my life or in my energy, Right. The same way that like when we talk about like a mala break. So if your mala breaks off your neck, apparently it's supposed to mean you don't need that mm-hmm. energy anymore. It served its purpose. Um, right. I've had a couple mala breaks with, uh, I think it was maybe even black tourmaline. Like it was a really, really dark, maybe even onyx energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, apparently I'm grounded enough. I don't need any more of this right now in my life or I'll be part of the earth. Yes, Miss Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had um, two wands break in half. Oh my goodness. Uh, a fluorite. Not within me. Okay. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, please tell me that you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a fluorite and a um, rose quartz. So am I, should I call them wands? It wasn't like a yoni wand where it was like the rounded ones. It was like, it's like the long uh, edged. Yes. Okay. Um, like a selenite wand. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but not selenite, fluorite and rose quartz. Right, right, right. The, the fluorite I had brought to a pure yoga class, put it on my mat, had a great yoga class, threw it in my purse when I went to go change and walked out the door and walked around the corner and to a coffee shop and pulled it out again and it was in two pieces. Mm-hmm. So that was like random. Yeah. Yeah. The rose, the rose quartz, same thing. I got it from Valentine's day. I woke up the next day. It was on the floor in two pieces. Hmm. So that was interesting. I it's, told, I told the local shop owner, he's like, I guess you didn't need that kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. I was going through a breakup at that time. So it was pretty <laughs> accurate. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, someone listening might be like, well, you threw it in your purse or like, Oh, it fell off your bed. And it's like, the universe communicates with you in synchronicities. And if you are not listening to those, once again, subtle messages, mm. you will miss the big ones. Mm. Absolutely. The alternative to me listening and becoming aware of those experiences would to be react to them, right? To be mm. angry. Mm. My fucking crystal broke. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a new one and that's just control that's just me trying to control my situation my life my experience yeah so yeah and now you have two of them your crystals like it's still beautiful great one for each hand it's perfect there you go yeah that's that's all you needed <laughs> so yeah. if someone th- there's also the um you know if someone's let's say going and getting a crystal and they're maybe more aware um of what they need mm more maybe connected to the chakras like should we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about as well how the, the crystals connect to the chakras yeah yeah so i think for you to you know if you're going to explore crystals and you want to buy a crystal it's always great to have an intention what is the reason you're buying a crystal are you wanting to attract more abundance are you wanting to release anger or jealousy or are you wanting to break this specific habit right so getting clear on what your intention is really is important and then from there you can build a practice off that intention so the different emotions or the different goals that you are wanting to intend on are going to be in the realm of a specific chakra Mm -hmm. 
if we have goals with our physical body, we're thinking about the root. If we have goals with our, our sexuality, our creativity, we're thinking about the sacral, power, our ability to be motivated, our solar, you know, our love, our relationships, our balance, our self-love, it's our heart, our expression, our truth, our throat, trusting ourselves, seeing the, our divinity, and connecting with source, that's third eye, that's crown. So like whatever realm you're, you're dealing with, that color that that chakra emanates will also be reflected in the crystal that you're going to want to choose. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Pretty, honestly, it's pretty simple to me. It's, it's really simple. Yeah. Uh, I think our friend Ben had posted something from Metagenics about colors the other day and how they're great for our emotional health or whatever. And I responded to him like, brew, chakra 101. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not new information. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and you know, it all comes down to the vibration, right? And so on our visible spectrum or on our, on the spectrum of energy, we have the visible light, but there's so much before and after that, that, that occurs there. Yeah. And so when we're talking about the colors, that's going to have the same vibration as a specific sound which is going to have the same vibration as a specific crystal, a plant, an oil. It, they all match energetically. So interesting, eh? Mm-hmm. I uh, have a, actually, maybe you can tell me what this is. I think you gave this one to me. It's just sitting on my desk. Yeah, green of entrance. Okay, so oh. I, whenever I'm needing to clear something with, like, let's say I'm working with a student and I'm like going between sessions or mm. emotion, whatever's going on, I'll just place it here at my throat. And then just go through the chakral toning. So I'll just, or I'll just make noises with my mouth. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm literally doing it right now for whoever's not watching this, but like, <laughs> I'll like, ah, or whatever noise needs to come out of my, out of my throat chakra. And yeah. it's just sitting here just for, just for fun, just as a little tool in case I need them. And so the, the crystal will help hold on to some of that yuck, right? It'll grab onto some of the stuff that you're wanting to release. And that's why it's, people talk about it's important to cleanse the crystals on either under the full moon, in the sunlight, by smudging them with your favorite plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. segue over to there. <laughs> okay, yeah. So plants, uh, just as crystals, they each have their own vibration. And within that vibration has different characteristics that can match the intention of what you're wanting to create in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about like, and it, for anyone who's ever partaken in, in smoking cannabis or in, in, you know, it's like that plant has a vibration. It alters your state. Why Mm -hmm. would other plants not have that same capability? Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the smoking of cannabis and we're talking THC, like that gives you a psychoactive effect, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't always have to occur for you to benefit from plants. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They, the other ones have, and you can compare it to more CBD. It's a, it's a subtler energy, but mm-hmm. it's still affecting your vibration in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so a really beautiful post you put up the other day. And I was like completely mind blown where it was like all these other plants like lavender mm-hmm. and blue lotus and mugwort mm-hmm. and hops. You can like smoke all these instead. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like <laughs> I'm about, I'm a hop to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool to see. Yeah, you can smoke it and you, you could smudge it. You could mm-hmm. drink it as a tea. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use them as essential oils, herbs, and then there's even like the psychedelic realm of plants, right? So the plant kingdom is so vast and has so many different applications. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, for anyone listening, of course, uh, Jazz and I are not like experts in the realm of psychedelics or cannabis. We're simply just sharing our own opinions. Um, we so, are going to have a conversation about that though. Yeah. Conversation with our We're getting friend. an expert. We're getting an expert on the show because we would love to talk and dive deeper into that. Um, but ultimately, I think just in sharing that, it's like, you know, our own experience is that there's like a fine line between that use and abuse. And mm-hmm. um, it, it is something that uh, is super personal to each person. And mm-hmm. You know, we don't know everyone's history of, you know, medical history, everything like that. So it's, we're not suggesting that everyone should just go ahead and partake in stuff like that. Um, but that it is a tool that's been used for centuries uh, by all kinds of indigenous tribes and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that for me, what's, what's helped me navigate that line of use and abuse mm-hmm. uh, really, again, um, embodiment is coming back into the conversation and, when I am embodied within myself, I can, I approach these and use these tools from a place of intention Mm -hmm. as opposed to not being embodied and trying to distract or run away from my situation at hand and using these to cope or numb, um, just veg out and do nothing and have, have a not so nice experience, right? We're at the when it's all over hindsight, looking back, I'm not thinking like, Oh, that was a great use of my time. Or like, Oh, I felt really good because I relaxed in that way. Like it just, there's some yucky energy around it when we, when we overstep that line. Yeah. I know in my experience anyways. And so when I can stay embodied with myself and um, have an intention for why I choose to smoke a joint or uh, take mushrooms or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, like you said, there's many other alternatives too that are non-psychoactive, like essential oils. And we right. have like, you know, you got people that are like making fun of the people that sell essential oils being like, oh, look at them. Like they're selling like cure to everything. And it's like, well, you know, I think again, if there's resistance, if you have such a resistance to that person, maybe there's some medicine in there for you. Okay. So I'm going to be vulnerable. Okay. I used to get this weird rash on my bikini line. Okay. And it was like definitely like a little fungal, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would go to the doctors and they would give me this cream. And like, I think I used this cream, like I was expecting to use it just a little bit for it to clear up and go away. But I was using this cream for like probably two years until the friggin' bottle ran out. And I'm like, I'm not going to get another prescription of this cream. Like, why is this thing still here? Why is this rash still here? I put one drop of peppermint oil and one drop of lavender oil on it is gone. That's amazing. That's it. The other day I was, and so, I mean, I'm totally a hoe for essential oils. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The other day I was, uh, I was chopping some vegetables um, and, you know, the knife slipped and I fully like, I like gashed into my finger. Like it was like, it could like flap open in the past. Yeah. It was gross in the past. I would have been like, Oh, I need to like put polysporin on it, whatever story. And this time I was like, you know what? I got my lavender essential oil. I popped it on there. I put a bandage. I just like secured it. It's fully healed and it looks great. Yeah. Can't even see it. Yeah. Like I, I find that when I think about the, the divine intelligence that this earth has to offer us, mm. 
and that even just the, the even just the pure logic of being like why would we need to create stuff to survive why would we as a human species be so evolved and yet so helpless and hopeless that we cannot survive without what's already been given to us mm. and we have to create these like new modern blah 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 and i'm like Hmm. I, and I don't just, and here's, here's the thing. I am not discounting modern medicine. I'm not saying that if I was like, you know, in, knock on wood, I'm making this up, but let's say like, you know, needed surgery, needed someone to operate. Hell yeah. I want a doctor operating on me. I am not suggesting that I don't want that. What I'm right. suggesting is that when you have these persistent physical problems that are chronic, hmm. why is it that that tube of cream could not help that? Right. I hear you. And again, I think it's how our modern society has stripped us away from our natural tendencies and our primal abilities to connect with the earth and to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And at the end of the day, you can't patent a plant. So mm -hmm. no one's making a dollar off a drop of lavender oil, mm -hmm. right? Unless you're like doing doTERRA and killing it. <laughs> Shout out to Samantha Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think that um, there's so much to be learned about the ways that these frequencies can, um, can heal and help mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, anything that's used with intention, like I've, um, yeah, I found tremendous, tremendous healing in using essential oils and tremendous healing in using plant medicine, tremendous mm -hmm. healing in having rituals and intent, like intent, intentional rituals with like smudging. Um, you know, it's, these are medicines that have been used for, for hundreds of thousands of years. So. Absolutely. From all different cultures too, right? Yeah. Not the white culture, like lots of, <laughs> lots of other cultures. Um, and I think that that has some universal truth to it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it gets like, then if we're getting into like the sticky topics of politics, it's like, how is it that we have, you know, white people able to go and get their cannabis at a dispensary while there's like a bunch of, um, black Americans in jail for possession really of weed. Yeah. That really bothers me. It really pisses yeah. me. Yeah. I would love to get someone on the, on the show that can just like, tear a new asshole out of that one yes <laughs> someone's coming to mind okay yeah 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 totally i love fiery people that can just speak their truth you know yeah if any listeners out there have someone else that comes to mind please let us know totally all, all right, right loves. <laughs> on a lighter topic <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our part three of innately intuitive connecting to the earth elements. As always, we hope you have a wonderful day till next time. Mwah. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms. We always welcome your input, so feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned. And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this conscious collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.